brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk about money in the bank, everybody. We're going to get to the full review in just a minute, match by match, and certainly... It had its ups, had some great wrestling, but boy, did it have some head-scratching results. We're going to talk about that, guys. Stay right here. We're going to get everything going right now. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. Oh my God, I got 
one that everybody wants me. Welcome everybody to the WWE podcast for this Sunday, July 3rd. 2022 early in the morning as I record this about 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But hey, that's irrelevant to you, depending on where you're at. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And I I was going to do a review show last night. I was a little bit behind on uh, watching. I wasn't watching minute by minute with everybody. I was actually uh, hooked into Stranger Things. Stranger Things actually uh, brought me (laughs) out of the wrestling world. Uh, And I did end up finishing it by 1130 or so at night. So it's about a half hour, 45 minutes behind everybody. Uh, So that's why I wasn't participating on Twitter or anything until late, late in the night. Um, And if you haven't seen Stranger Things, (laughs) I don't know. If you know, you know, right? I-Y-K-Y-K. If you don't, you don't care, then let's just get into wrestling. But thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, we're going to get into the full Money in the Bank results. And like I said at the open, it was a pay-per-view. I'm just, I'm just going to call it a pay-per-view right now because it just feels right to call it that. <clears throat> um, it was a pay-per-view that was really, really good on the wrestling. Like You could put this pay-per-view up against any other pay-per-view, at least in 2022 and maybe even beyond, and say that the wrestling in this was magnificent. Um, the, the in-ring was top-notch obviously headlined, this isn't news, by the tag team match between the Street Profits and the Usos. That was, I mean, maybe a match of the year candidate. It's easy to say when you, it's fresh in your mind to say that. We'll see if it stands the test of time, um, but definitely one of the like best tag matches I can remember in recent memory. Just great. Uh, the, the, the crowd in Vegas loved it. The, the fight forever chance. I haven't heard that in a while. Really good. And, and the announcers obviously put it over really well. Uh, Corey Graves and, and, uh, and Michael Cole really sold it nicely. And I think they genuinely felt it was as great as the fans did. It, it was amazing. That tag team match. And we'll dive into that. Uh, we're going to dive into the fact that, um, Hey, theory, theory won the money in the bank. Wait, what now? We'll get into that. I'm really not happy about that. And and it's not because I don't think Theory is a future champion and that Vince truly is bringing under him, him under his wing. And it's not just storyline on TV, that it is truly what he's doing. And that's obviously what's happening here. Um, and so we're going to we're going to dive into that little uh, gem uh, in just a couple of minutes, too. But first, if you haven't joined us before, welcome. I know that on these pay-per-view li- premium live event weeks. We gain listeners, and I hope that if you're listening to, for the first time, you consider staying with us because we produce, I, I think, a podcast every day. We have about nine shows a week. It's crazy, and that's because we have a great team here. It's not just me. It is a, it's a team effort uh, from uh, our NXT reviewer, Zach Smith, to uh, our uh, retro with Anthony DeMarco, to our uh, Mimi Burris, who covers AEW. I mean, we, we've got it all. So I really recommend and, and uh, hope you stick around for uh, with us as uh, as things go on. And we now dive into SummerSlam season because that's where we're at. We are now in SummerSlam season and it's still this month. I can't remember the last time SummerSlam was in July. I, I don't even know. I don't even know the last time SummerSlam was in July. It doesn't feel right. It's like, it's like there's a glitch in the matrix. Something's wrong. It feels like it should be mid-August or the third week of August, not the last week of July. It's uh, Something's wrong 
but uh, it is what it is right now, and we are living in the Matrix. So let's uh, let's play the game, and it's July thirtieth, and uh, it is headlined by Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns for the last time. So that's the one thing we can all hang our hat on. It's the last time, or so they say, of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in a last man standing match. Hey, well, I think unfortunately we all know the outcome of that one, uh, as Brock Lesnar just gets brought back to lose and lose and lose and lose. So uh, that'll be the build for the next three and a half weeks, four weeks as uh, yeah, four weeks as we get towards SummerSlam. We have a lot of time to talk about that, but uh, let's uh, uh, before oh, before we get going, guys, again, if you're new, I I really encourage you to go ad free. I know ads can be disruptive. And if you don't want them, patreon.com slash WWE podcast offers a dollar, one dollar a month that allows you to get into the door and get our all episodes we produce every episode we've ever produced ad free among a bunch of other stuff so alrighty. um oh and catch me on the wwe slam i don't know if you guys have done that uh it's a one hour video show that i'm doing now it's on the dupont network d-u-p-o-n-t so go to dupontnow.com sign up and you can watch me every single saturday night <clears throat> just uh talk about wrestling talk about uh what's going on talk about raw smackdown and all the news stories that are going on that week. So check it out. Uh, I record the show on a Wednesday, usually Wednesday morning. So that week's SmackDown, I actually don't see. But I will be in-depth covering Monday Night Raw and any news that pops up until the time I record. So uh, keep that in mind. But guys, let's dive in. Let's just jump into it here. And they opened with the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And I have to say, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good match. The women really put it all out there do i think it was as good as the men's no i don't um but for all things considered when you look at women's wrestling and sometimes where it is and the results you get this is this is this was a good match now there were some kind of weird spots ones that really kind of make you hold your breath too with becky lynch doing that ladder spot on oscar who was laying horizontally on the ladder on the outside of the ring and becky doing her like butt splash that I, I, I mean, she, she had to have cracked one of Oscar's ribs. I mean, it, it looked, it looked very unsafe. I mean, you could have just done a splash or, or something. I, I, I don't know what she was going for there. It was very, very weird. And um, I just, I don't understand the need for that. And it's super high risk for what i mean it, there's so no margin for error i didn't hate the spot i just go what was that right you look at that you're like what what what, what was that uh and oscar seemed to be in genuine pain as as understand it understandably she was but anyway outside of that you know we had some weird spots between oscar and lynch uh kind of throughout the match but we had uh lynch dive off the ladder and morgan bounce off the rope which ended up being the, uh, the the determining maneuver for the victory for Liv Morgan, who did win. Now, I called Becky Lynch to win. She didn't, so I lose. Liv Morgan was a good, uh, a good candidate to also win this because she's the sentimental favorite. She's the one that hasn't won the belt yet, as they said on, uh, on air. I think Corey Graves said, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And that's been the case for Liv Morgan for many years, seven, eight years. She's been with WWE. Now they can stop putting things on her resume on screen saying she loves to play video games and has been a fan of WWE her entire life. That's literally what they put on screen 
a few weeks ago on Raw. It was embarrassing. Um, I mean, and people are saying to me, I made a TikTok about this where I said, and I pointed it out, where, you know how sometimes they, they, the wrestlers come out, they put the graphics on the screen with their accomplishments or things they've done during their career, whether or not people really read them or not is another story. They don't flash it for very long. But when it's on screen, you, you typically see like two-time champion, Royal Rumble winner, whatever. All they could come up with for Liv Morgan was that she was a lifelong WWE fan and she loves to play video games. I'm not kidding. And people are like, well, she, what accomplishments does she has? Well, she hasn't done. She's never been champion. All she, yeah, Okay, well, you can't put how long she's been in WWE, signed with WWE in 2015, whatever it was. Uh, you know, member of the former member of the Riot Squad. I mean, there's things you could say, like has had X amount of victories. Why not just say she's had this many victories? Keep out the losses, of course. I'm not going to put that on there. But I don't want to hear it that she hasn't accomplished anything. If only being women's champion, if that's the only accomplishment, then you're not going to have much there. I mean, if winning the Royal Rumble or only being women's champion is something you can put there, then that's kind of an unfair standard. And it's also a little bit deceiving that you haven't actually achieved anything. So I don't know. It was super embarrassing and just ridiculous. I wouldn't even put that for somebody that just debuted. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even put that on, on somebody that just came up. I don't care if they just you know, uh, came up from wherever like they didn't even go to nxt at least put their previous accomplishments former i don't know um track and field i I don't whatever like just put something in there except they play video games is that what suddenly qualifies you i don't i'm not kidding guys like this this was ridiculous but anyway see how quickly i get off the damn track this was a decent to good match now people were behind live they liked live they also really liked becky lynch Really liked Becky Lynch. like, And Becky Lynch came out. She was the very first person on the show. Very first person to come out. It's interesting they did that. Because that spot for somebody coming out at the beginning of the show is usually reserved for a baby face. To get the crowd going. It's, you know, it, the crowd is at its freshest, at, at presumably its highest level of energy because it's the beginning of the show. And they gave it to Becky Lynch. Interesting. That they did that. You normally don't do that. Now, she is the biggest star in the match, yes. <clears throat> but you don't want the crowd starting off booing, usually. It's not a, it's not a good field of the show. It's, it's the tone, all that stuff that Vince loves. It just was interesting. Now, do I think that this is a sign Becky Lynch could be turning babyface again? Um, I would give it a, a chance, yeah. Because they also haven't changed Becky Lynch's music, either. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They've left it. The same babyface music that the fans have just Pavlovian response to where they just they cheer for her because they love the music. They still respect Becky Lynch. And she's not champion anymore. And she's entertaining. And she's really good in the ring. I mean, there's there's a lot to like about Becky and there's you know not a lot of reasons to dislike her other than okay she wears ridiculous outfits well so does Seth Rollins and he gets cheered you know attire alone isn't going to dictate what the crowd does <clears throat> so back to this match Liv wins and the crowd likes it and um, Becky Lynch the good thing about Becky now I know there's other women in the match that I'm kind of ignoring not on purpose but the uh, the story also here will be Becky Lynch's continued downward spiral where she continues to lose matches and she's saying she's hit rock bottom and she continues to find new lows. Now it's not as if she won the the briefcase and then was unsuccessfully cashed in. That would have been, I think also kind of fun, but the story here was obviously Liv Morgan, but also Becky Lynch going into another tantrum and seeing her devolve into this just, insane kind of uh, just unhinged Becky Lynch. That's I'm loving that. I mean, I want to see her continue to go on a losing streak, not because I don't like the character, but because I want to see where the character can go with this continued losing streak and see how far, like what's the end game. That's what I want to see. So I want to see Becky Lynch continue to lose, continue to come out there and say, no, this is my opportunity. No one's stealing it from me. And then lose that match. And then say the next thing, same thing next week and continue to just go down and down and down. What's the basement for Becky Lynch? Because that ultimately would, I would imagine dictate a character change for her too. So I don't know. I'm on, I'm on board for Becky Lynch continuing to lose simply for the interest of character development. Now we had Alexa bliss in this match. Um, I think sadly for Alexa bliss, the mo- the moment we'll remember the most about Alexa bliss was not the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, no, no. It was her promoting the WWE Capital One credit card. That was, by far, the most memorable moment for Alexa Bliss, anyway, on the, on the, uh, on the, on the pay-per-view. And people, and I love it. I'm so glad they did it, and they didn't tune out the audio from the live crowd because the live crowd wanted nothing to do with it. I think they made a mistake... When you look back, hindsight's twenty twenty, that they uh, that they left the audio from the live crowd in that particular particular segment because I think they imagined that they they might cheer or just say nothing, and the crowd booed pretty good, and they rightfully did, and I'm very proud of Vegas to to uh, to boo this because they they're taking somebody that the fans have been so. They've been really behind her, especially during the, the whole Bray Wyatt segment, um, the whole Bray Wyatt, uh, I guess, alliance that she had for a while. 
Oh, oh yeah, we'll talk about Bray Wyatt too. He didn't appear at the event, I know, but there's a lot of speculation based on that little uh, film we saw. So we'll talk about that too. I didn't forget. Um, but Becky Lynch here, or rather Alexa Bliss, got a Capital One credit card uh, spot where she was with the doll that also no one wants to see anymore. Like, if you're going to be Alexa Bliss, get rid of the effing doll. I mean, we're, we're done with the doll. Just cut the cord. No one's buying Lily dolls on WWEshop.com. I, if they're keeping Lily around just to try to create more merchandise sales, uh, I could be wrong. I, and if I am, I get it from a business perspective to keep her around. But I'd imagine they're probably not selling a whole lot of Lily dolls. You know, unless they wink on their own or something. So this to me is, it was an embarrassing segment for Alexa. She did what she could. She always goes all in. I'll give her credit on that. And this is not an indictment on Alexa herself, Lexi Kaufman. It's a indictment on creative and Vince to think this was a smart move to take somebody that the fans respect and want to see move up and actually get a prominent, consistent in-ring spot and consistent storyline they can sink their teeth into. And instead, we get a Capital One credit card segment with a doll no one wants to see. Yeah, thank thank you, Vegas, for saying loud and proud to WWE. This is stupid. This is, from a creative standpoint for Alexa, this is the opposite of what we want her to see her in, our infomercials for WWE. Right after her match, you know, it was just god awful. Uh, I mean, again, no, no hit on on Lexi Kaufman. Like she's doing what she is told, you know, and she does a great job with everything she's she's given, and she has a very believable presence about her. She doesn't feel like she's winking and nodding to things. She just goes all in, and I respect that. But man, uh, bad move by WWE. Bad. Also. If I was Alexa, Lexi, I'll just call her Alexa. I'm not going to be cute with calling her real name. With Alexa, I would say to creative, can we modify my music? It, it sounds like she just, she's got the most generic royalty-free music. It's like if I did a Google search for royalty-free music and I was like, hey, uh, give me the most, just kind of give me a generic little rock song that, that's, that's uh, appealing to women. You know, and, and that's what it came up with. It, there, does anybody else even know Alexa Bliss's new song? It's not catchy. It's generic. There's nothing to it. It's not exciting. If she's a babyface, and she is right now anyway, can we modify her music a bit? Like do something to it, spice it up, add something. It's just like nothing. I I, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of her new music. It, it, I would have just kept her previous. Why not? If you're just going to go back to the... Uh, to, to uh, Alexa's original character before she became part of the fiend, then go back to that. Fine. It was way more appealing. And that's also kind of an, an issue with most of the women's music. It, no one's really brought this up and I'm just thinking about it. So that by default makes it a good idea. <laughs> uh, but no, for real, I, I think the women's division as a whole, at least the women in this match outside of Becky Lynch and Oscar do not have distinctive entrance music. Now, is this going to make or break a character in the long term? No, but entrance music is extremely important. It gets the fans excited. It's part of your presentation, a big part of your presentation. And 
can anybody tell me the di- like the differences between Raquel Rodriguez, Lacey Evans, Shotzi, and Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss's music? Or I'm sorry, Liv Morgan does have the little tune at the beginning, so I'll give her that. That's a distinctive. But Raquel, Lacey, Shotzi, and Alexa, can anybody tell me the differences between them? Right off the bat, I mean, without listening to them, no. But you know immediately what Becky sounds like. You know immediately what Asuka sounds like. You know immediately what Liv Morgan sounds like. I didn't mean to go on a, a side rant there, but I think music, it's a something being overlooked right now. And if I was Alexa, especially, I would say, can we find something different? This is not catching on. It's generic and it's boring, you know, especially for somebody of the status of Alexa Bliss, who, boy, I'd love to put true serum in her. I really would. All right, we'll get to live cat lives cash in later, um, but I'm trying to follow what's going on here on the, the uh, pay-per-view side of things in, in order. The United States Championship, Theory versus Bobby Lashley. The, the crowd here was really behind Lashley in a way that I was surprised at. They, they were really behind Bobby. They, and I'm not complaining. I think that's awesome. Bobby Lashley is a guy that is... He's the guy's a superhuman. I mean, he's the definition of machine. I mean, he is the definition. I mean, he's like directly from Skynet or something. There's a Terminator reference for you, but he is, he's a guy that is just, he's looked the same to be able to maintain the physique he's had for 15 years. You have to be, I mean, something beyond human. You have to be. The guy is crazy. And yeah, he's not excellent on the mic. He's improved, certainly improved. And I'll give him that on the microphone to a respectable level. Um, So that's great for him. But in ring, I don't think we really recognize that he's not just a power guy. That Bobby Lashley is a guy that can kind of do the flips and flops and flies, especially when you have a great opponent like Theory. Now, I'm not saying Lashley does 450 splashes. But he's more coordinated than we think he is. You, know, you look at a guy because he's so jacked, and it's taken time out of our, at least for me, taken time to re- rewire my mind that not all guys that size are going to just move very kind of slowly and methodically and just worry about power moves. He doesn't wrestle the way that he looks, which is a compliment to him because he's so versatile in the ring. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, this match was really good. I mean, it, it, it exceeded my expectations. Again, the theme here is great wrestling, questionable results. That's kind of the tagline for this pay-per-view. But this, to me, was one of the matches that it was a, it was a shining star of the show. 
it wasn't the match of the night, but definitely, um, you know, uh, top three. And it was really good. Now, as I'm reading, because I don't want to forget some of the uh, some highlights here, it said that uh, Theory excelled as his smarmy self, drawing uh, boos from the audience and Lashley's power spots and included, oh, that's right, that catch that he made into a military press. Are you effing kidding me? Even Corey Graves was like, yo, <laughs> what? Who is this guy? And it's it's so impressive because it was a smooth catch. And to catch a guy the way that Lashley did, and if you guys, you guys have to know what spot I'm talking about, right? Where Theory was jumping off of the, I think it was the second rope, and it was from the outside of the ring, and he caught theory in in a military press position how the hell you i mean and the control that he had with theory it wasn't there was no sloppiness it, it, it was a perfect catch and the muscle control and strength you have to have to do that it it's 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 crazy so props to bobby lashley and you know props to theory i have nothing against theory at all even though i'm gonna crap on the decision which you i've already given you guys about money the men's money in the bank I don't think that uh, that that theory himself is in a position he shouldn't be in. I, I really like where he's at, and I like the fact that he has shown himself here. And it at the end of this match, now Bobby Lashley did win. He got the hurt lock, and uh, we had theory tap out. And I said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm thinking this is a guy that they have high hopes for, and they had him lose to Lashley. No shame in that, and. It's the the slogan of, or the I guess the perception or or the goal of winning while you're losing, or I guess being able to win even when you lose a match. That means when you lose, fans still elevate you higher in their minds. The loss is deodorized by how great you did in the match, right? And that's what I looked at in this. I said, okay, theory lost. I was I actually thought he would go on a longer run with the United States Championship, but I'll get to why I don't I'm, gl- I'm not glad, but I understand why they took it off him. So they took it off theory. Bobby Lashley is the United States champion, and I, I don't have a problem with that. It, and and I understand why they did it. And when he lost, I said, "Hey, this is a win and a loss. This is a, a textbook example of how you win when you lose." And I think that they did that perfectly. I said, okay, he's just taking a step back a bit, but it's really an, ele- an elevation. You know, that, the goal in any match you know, in the perfect world, both guys, both women are elevated no matter who wins or loses. That's in the minds of fans. That should be the goal. And they did this to a T. Textbook. Doesn't always happen at all. I mean, you have squash matches and things like that. But in matches like this, this was perfect a perfect example. And I said, okay, cool. They're still elevating. I mean, even though he lost, but I also in the back of my mind thought, Hmm, they took the belt off him. Is this really a demotion or a promotion? And I thought about that. I, not to say that I know I knew he was going to be a part. I didn't, I had no clue. I didn't think they were going to do that. I did not think they're going to put theory in the uh, money, the Mike ladder match. I had no clue. So I'm not going to pretend I did, but I thought to myself, Hmm, you know, Sometimes taking the belt off of a guy is a promotion because that means they're taking him, they're taking him out of, you know, 
level two and they're putting them up to level one. You know, that's, uh, or level three, depending on how you rank it. But you know what I'm saying? Sometimes removing a guy, even though he loses the belt, is a way to promote him. You see that a lot at NXT. When guys lose the belt, the, the NXT championship, a lot of people go, oh, he's getting promoted to the main roster, right? So it was kind of that, where they wanted to elevate him further so he could get out of the United States championship picture. But I also think that Lashley as the United States champion is a lot of fun. I mean, this this was a win-win all the way around, really, when you think about it. Lashley and, and Theory put on an excellent match. Both men are elevated, no matter who won or lost that. Lashley as champion is is fun. He des- He's deserving of it. The crowd was super behind him. And then you get Theory being able to move to the next level. All good. So let's move on. But I, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was a, a solid B+. All right, then we get the women's championship match of Bianca Belair versus Carmella and reading the summary of this so I don't forget anything. They pieced together a short but solid match. Both women landed impactful offense and the entire match was clean. Belair showed off her wicked athleticism with power bombs and backflips and Carmella had no problem drawing boos from the audience. And then Carmella post-match attacked Belair and uh, that, that tells you they're continuing this feud whether you like it or not. So this was fine. Um, It actually was a little bit better than I thought it would be because I don't look at Carmella as a particularly excellent wrestler when you look at the other field of of women. But hey, uh, Carmella has shown me that she's not just a divas, at least in this match, not just a divas era leftover, even though her gimmick actually embodies the exact problem with the divas era and prior to that, which was just sexualizing women you have a woman who is just all about her looks and that's her entire gimmick. And that's how a lot of the audience per creative looked at the women, especially in the attitude era and kind of lingered into the ruthless aggression era and the PG era until the women's movement happened. So Carmela, unfortunately is super shallow in her development because she's just taking everything that was wrong with what the women's wrestling was prior and saying, this is my gimmick. Now look at me, look at my body. Like, look at how beautiful I am. That's the problem. And that's the, the issue I have mostly with Carmela. Now, as far as this goes in terms of uh, the, the moves and everything else and, and the actual match itself, I thought it was really good. Well, maybe not really good, but, but fine. I, I thought this match was fine. I'd give it a, you know, a B minus C plus. I mean, in terms of what Bianca is capable of. And also when you look at, and it's not fair to, but when you compare it to what could have been with Rhea Ripley, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it maybe takes it down a half a grade or two just because of the fact that you know what kind of match you probably were gonna get with uh, Rhea and Bianca, but still, uh, you know, I, I have not, you know, Carmella was good in the ring. She held up her end and she lost, but she also attacked Bianca at the end and after the KOD, and she is now apparently continuing this program with Bianca. So I hope that doesn't happen because I'm ready for Bianca and Rhea if Rhea's ready. All right, let's get to it. The Usos versus the Street Profits in a undisputed tag team championship match. Let me read. I know people hate this because, oh, you're lazy. You don't do your own own analysis. Well, here's the thing. I don't write a whole summary. I'm not going to. I did enough papers in college and and high school, like hundreds of papers probably. I'm not going to. I'm kind of like allergic to, to writing long text <laughs> It's just because it gives me PTSD from all the papers that we had to do in college and stuff. Uh, you know, which I haven't been in college in like, I don't know how many, 13 years. Anyway, so 
let's see. Uh, I'm going to read this, and you guys hate on me if you want to hate on me. It's cool. So Ford is generally perceived as the A side of the Street Profits, but Dawkins really shined in this match. I totally agree with that, yeah. His front flip dive, the outside was stellar. His Inseguri kick was crazy uh, for that man of that size, and the match was oozing with charisma. Ford repeatedly telling the Usos to suck it from the top rope drew a massive reaction from the fans. Jimmy and Jay were at their giddy uh, best, and both teams thumped with loud, believable strikes. The rest period in the middle of the match dragged too long, but the drama and intensity of the match back half fully made up for it. A live audience was red hot, and Ford did what he often does is steal the show by landing a front dive over the corner post, and the Usos secured their title victory after disposing of Dawkins on the outside and hitting Ford with the 1D. It was revealed after the match that Ford's shoulder was actually off the mat, which, of course, created some doubt on the outcome, and setting up a rematch, I mean, they, they gave this, uh, this particular website gave it an A. I agree. I mean, this was a 4.9 out of 5. Uh, you know, it was it was a crazy good match. Exceeded all my expectations. The crowd being into it was it always helps. Imagine this being in front of the the Thunderdome. <clears throat> Imagine that. Remember that that era, guys. Yeah, I think we're all old enough to remember that. But that's where the crowd really, really helps. Now, everyone held up their own. I mean, everyone. And to this article's particular point about Dawkins, yes. I mean, I have kind of crapped on Dawkins. Just because I I think his character is absolutely insufferable, you know, always just just screaming and yelling at the camera backstage, being the infomercial man for everyone else and every other storyline going on and doing the yeah, all, all that crap. I hate I can't stand it. However, Dawkins really killed it in this match. He, he was this is easily <clears throat> excuse me, easily Dawkins best match to date. I, they they were. Excellent. Everyone was. There's not a single thing bad I can say about this match. Nothing. The only reason I'm not giving a five out of five or an A plus, if if that's the absolute highest you could possibly give, is because you know, there's always that that intangible of like, well, everything could always be better, right? So it's almost impossible to give it a five out of five. The only five out of five match, if you guys are wondering, that I would that in my mind I can think of off the top is Michael's Taker WrestleMania 25. To me, that was the perfect match absolutely perfect uh but this match was in terms of tag team wrestling maybe the best match i've seen in years maybe longer i mean i'm saying years but if you were to point me to like a specific match prior to this i don't know what that is so i'm just going to say years to kind of cover everything (laughs) Uh, i don't know this was awesome uh and and the crowd saying that you know fight forever the crowd the fight forever chance the uh this is awesome chance was all deserved all men deserve a standing ovation for this. I'm sure they got a backstage uh, standing ovation from everybody, and they should. This was just the highlight of the show in terms of wrestling. I think it exceeded all expectations. Now, you knew going in that they were going to be kick-ass. You knew that this was going to be at least you know a four out of five match, uh, you know, B, B-plus at the bare minimum, and we got A, A-plus, depending on your grading scale, and it was just great. Uh, that that whole dive over the corner post that Montez Ford did, the, the the dude's like you know Inspector Gadget, like go go Gadget legs. I mean, I I just the, the guy is insane. I want I really think Ford, and I've said this before, but I'll continue to say it, is a future WWE champion. I think he's he's got the look, he's got the charisma, he's certainly got the in ring. The guy is a future 
champion. And I, I would even advocate in 2023 for Montez Ford to be WWE universal heavyweight undisputed. I don't care what they call it champion. <clears throat> That's what I would advocate for just because of how great it is now, or he is. That's not to say there's no juice left to squeeze out of the street profits. There is. And I think that they'll probably go back to the form, go back to the, uh, the well here with Usos and street profits at SummerSlam because of the result and the reaction to them at money in the bank. I have no problem with that. They may add a team. I hope they don't. I hope they stick with money, uh, street profits and Jay and Jimmy, uh, the Usos. But the, the, the problem with that is the only problem is how, I mean, it's very difficult to duplicate something like this. Very difficult to top. It is even harder. So I would expect at SummerSlam, if this is a rematch or maybe they'll do a ladder match or I don't know, whatever that they probably, the, the quality isn't as good, like a, a, a notch lower. And it's not that they're not capable of it. It's just difficult as hell to duplicate it. I mean, as I just mentioned with Michaels and Taker at WrestleMania 25, they try to duplicate at WrestleMania 26 and people don't talk about WrestleMania 26, even though that was Michael's last match. Because when you try to duplicate greatness, people have greatness as the bar. And that's an unfair bar, but you do it as just kind of human beings. We're like, oh, they're going to be at that same level or better. Eventually, you hit a ceiling. We're all, you know, we all have our limits. And I just don't think they're going to have the same quality match. It's nearly impossible. And they'll still have a great match, but match of the year, it's not impossible, but. I think, uh, again, for a match that doesn't even exist yet for SummerSlam, I, I'd imagine WWE's booking, the way they do things, and I understand why. This one I agree with. They'll go back to the well on this one. Just great stuff. I can't say enough about it. Just excellent, excellent tag team match from both uh, both teams, all men involved. Okay, then we get to uh, Ronda Rousey and Natalia. And I told you guys about this in my preview show with Grace. Go follow her podcast, by the way, the Evolutionary Wrestling Podcast. Go check it out. Uh, if you guys haven't heard our preview show, go check that out, too, if you're interested in it. But uh, let, let's get to the SmackDown Women's Championship, guys. Ron and Natalia, um, this, um, it was okay. You know, the, they Ronda showed a lot more range than I remember with her wrestling maneuvers anyway. Also, it was a bit, un, not unfair, just unlucky that they had to follow a match of the night candidate, right? <clears throat> that I was also something that was uh, something that, that I would not be envious of following. And the crowd's energy was zapped. They had just seen a classic. And then you get Ronda and Talia, which I mean, on its own, people weren't ex- excited to see. So even if the match prior was a stinker, this, it wouldn't have helped them too much, but certainly it didn't help them at all the fact that they had to deal with a match of the night candidate and maybe match of the year candidate with tag team wrestling right before so this was this was fine Uh, the match was okay it was as good as it could have been i think and ronda held her up her end up natalia i think was fine too um now ronda hurled herself outside the ring and uh i guess yeah there's barely any contribution from natalia here as on that particular maneuver, and there's a lot of exchange of submission holds at the end, which was good. I think I mean that that's what the whole storyline was built on is my submission submission uh, superior to yours. And she finally got a trademark her her trademark armbar to tap out Natalia to retain her championship, and it was I I, I think it was fine. It was fine. Um, you know, again, nothing that you would you'd be on the edge of your seat for. 
And the crowd reaction to, to Ronda is, if you're a babyface, uh, if you're if you're somebody that is concerned about such things in terms of reaction and casting and all that, you should be concerned about how the crowd reacted to Ronda. Yeah, it's it, it's not it's not great. However, we did get Liv cashing in on Ronda, and she immediately cashed in. I didn't expect that to happen, and. She, in an interview prior to this, after she had won, said to Sarah, Sarah Schreiber, 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 I think, that oh, I'm so excited. I'm just right now, I'm just going to go celebrate. I have an entire year to, to cash this in. Smart on WWE's part. It takes your mind out of the fact that she could possibly cash in tonight. That The purpose of that was to lead you astray that you don't know when she's going to cash in. And we're going to make you think it's not tonight. And I think that was a very smart move. So props to anyone who came up with that little segment to veer us off the path and live cashed in. I was worried that she was going to try to cash in. And for whatever reason, there's not an immediate ringing of the bell. Too many times we've seen cash ins on the men's and women's sides where they try to cash in and it's a failed cash in because they the referee and the timekeeper can't get their crap together fast enough. And the announcer has to announce it for some reason before the match has to start. I mean, it should happen immediately. The second, the moment that the briefcase is handed to the referee, the bell should ring. There should be no delay because how many times have we seen heels, especially try to cash in on the vulnerable baby face and the baby face is, you know, uh, the briefcase is handed to the referee, but the babyface takes down the heel, and therefore the the briefcase wasn't ever really cashed in because the bell didn't ring, and it's just like this whole like delay of time that doesn't need to exist. And in this case, there was still that, but it was minimal. And Liv went to kick Ronda. Ronda put her in the ankle lock, and I'm thinking, oh my god, if Ronda taps out Liv right now, the crowd is going to immediately turn on Ronda, and I want to see it. So for that purpose, for that reason, I wanted to see Ronda do that, retain her championship, lives a failed cash-in, and now you have essentially a heel Ronda Rousey. That would have immediately turned her heel, instantly. And it didn't, so I'm, I'm happy for Liv, and it was a nice moment, but I'm also a little bit sad that Ronda didn't turn on Liv, especially after the match. You can't even really call it a match, it was like two moves. Ronda hugging and handing over the championship to live. <clears throat> um, I was, I was not a fan of that at all because I was thinking this is a huge missed opportunity, a perfect opportunity for Ronda to turn heel and attack live from behind and boom, you have a heel Ronda Rousey. The crowd would have ate it up and they didn't. So uh, the roll-up was a little bit kind of sloppy, I have to say. Like it was, a, it was kind of a weird ending that Ronda was just rolled up by Liv. You know, she kicked her in her leg and then rolled her up. I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, we we get to the end result of finally seeing Liv Morgan as uh, SmackDown Women's Champion, but it was a little bit sloppy in terms of the execution. Not the end of the world. Uh, okay, then everybody. We get to the main event of the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Drew, Seth, Riddle, Sammy, Madcap Moss, Sheamus, Omos, and Theory, who was a late addition to the match. Who was an, it was announced by Adam Pierce. People speculated it was because of Vince on the on air, and uh, 
Zane took some serious abuse early as Moss tossed and slammed him into a bunch of ladders. Riddle was insane. I mean, the RKO on on Rollins was crazy. Riddle, as as expected, was just an absolute monster in this matchup. And um, <clears throat> we had a floating bro off the ladder onto like the entire cast in the ring. That was pretty crazy. <clears throat> Omos ran over a lot of the guys as expected. Omos didn't really shine in this match because it was a lot of just everyone ganging up on him to take him out of the match. He, they buried him in ladders. They put him through the announce table to just eliminate him from the matchup. So it wasn't really Omos's night to shine. And it doesn't have to be. The, the, the message here was that Omos is a huge threat. Let's all take him out. And they did. So uh, the remainder of the field, uh, again, teamed up. They put him through the announce table. Riddle removed Rollins from the equation after a super RKO. And you think maybe there's an opportunity for him to win. But Theory, at the last second, came in and captured the briefcase. And we have a Theory victory. It, it, it was, I think it was better than the women's, but not by much. And having Theory win here... um. I don't like it. And I guess this, let me say this. If John Cena came out at the end and maybe gave him an, an F, uh, F you, <laughs> boy, I'm thinking 2005 here. If he gave him an attitude adjustment or something fun, but that's not what happened. And I also, I'm mostly angry for on the, on behalf of Seth Rollins, who I think had the crowd in his pocket uh, in terms of wanting to see him get, get a victory. And be able to be the guy to take out Roman Reigns. Now you have Theory, who, based on the way they've booked him, could actually be the guy to now take out Roman Reigns. He could be that guy. And as I've been advocating for for a long time, it should be a young guy, somebody on the rise, somebody from NXT, the homegrown guy. And lo and behold, right under my nose, we have that guy. We have a young guy charismatic Vince loves him obviously not just in story but in real life he is already he's a, he's a prior champion he uh from NXT he's homegrown he fits all the boxes the only one he doesn't fit is that he's a heel so you don't want necessarily uh, you know a heel Roman Reigns transferring the belt to a heel theory yeah so so that that's the one hurdle they have is that it's not a heel um or not a babyface. He's. He, he, it would be very, I guess, maddening to fans if they transfer it from a absentee heel champion to a heel champion that is there every week. I guess the one benefit is, okay, he's there every week, and the championship is now out of hibernation and back into the eyes of fans. So that's a good thing. That's the only the only positive because of the fact that it's going on to another heel. So could he cash in? I mean, he fits all the. He checks every box. He checks every box and he can use this to springboard his career. Absolutely. It's just that he's a heel. That's the biggest hurdle. And it is a problem. That is a problem. And I think fans would not be excited about that simply for that fact. But Riddle gets the victory. A very kind of ho-hum, just disappointing end, I think, is really what it was. Vince has a new toy. That's what this is. Vince has a new toy. He is what Roman Reigns was to Vince. He's a guy that's young. He likes his look. He likes his body. He sees potential in him, and he keeps pushing him, even if fans say no. Uh, and, and that's exactly what this is. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, 
the the embodiment of what Vince did to Roman Reigns. Um, so, you know, that was something that I thought was uh, just kind of a lame way to end the show. Is oh, Theory wins and nobody comes out. You could didn't you, anybody else catch the fans like pouring out of the arena after Theory wins? Like people are just running up the stairs like to get the hell out of there, just kind of in disappointment, <laughs> or maybe to you know not catch traffic. But that, that it was just kind of like oh. All right, well, where's Cena? Can somebody come out here? Now, the benefit also to this is beyond him cashing in. That that we'll get to that, you know, when it happens or when we speculate it could happen. But more of in the short term, SummerSlam. I think now that he's no longer United States champion, Cena could easily come in. I mean, there's been a lot of speculation of Cena versus Theory at SummerSlam for a while. And if it was for the United States Championship, theory, uh, John Cena is not in the business of holding a championship right now. And that way, the belt's out of the equation. You can now get straight to Theory and Rob, Theory and Cena without any belts, just pride on the line. So that's a that's a thing. That's if you're looking for the, uh, Theory Cena, the evidence for it. That's evidence for it. So that is a I think a good thing when it, when it comes to at least getting John Cena back into the ring. So, a uh, couple more things. The light bulbs, the, the pictures we saw, kind of, and you see somebody walking, a shadow of a guy. I mean, how is it not Bray Wyatt, right? I think it's like the worst kept secret. Now, if it is Bray Wyatt, where, uh, how exactly do they bring him back? They bring him back as the fiend? They bring him back as just kind of the sweater-wearing Bray Wyatt? Do they bring him back as something different? Just, just uh you know, Bray, I, I don't know what they do, but a lot of the stuff we saw, we saw in the biggest evidence to me was those Edison light bulbs that he used in so many of his promos. That was one of the biggest things. Uh, <clears throat> and I'd have to go back and examine every picture, which I won't many of you, some of you will, but to me, that's the biggest moment I remember in that quick video clip. And the announcer said, we don't know what that was, but continuing on. So they acknowledged it, but just said that, no, we have no clue. Just being the, you know, kind of uh, ignorant announcers which they have to be, but that's to me what it is has to be Wyatt. And I'm sure we'll see these video clips leading up to SummerSlam. I would imagine that we're going to see more and more of these hints of Ray Wyatt, uh, you know, leading all the way up to the week before or at SummerSlam. I would imagine that that has to be it, right? How can they not debut redebut Bray Wyatt at that point? If it's not Bray Wyatt, I have no clue who it is. And really, I don't think the fans will react positively if it's not Bray Wyatt like it's Bray Wyatt or we riot oh there's a sign for you did I just start something <laughs> it's Wyatt or we riot <laughs> oh I like that boy uh and I hope I didn't start a, a movement but that's probably that's the mentality going into SummerSlam because of these vignettes and little sneaky things kind of pop on Raw and pop on SmackDown the next four weeks and it's not Wyatt who redebuts at SummerSlam. Like, I don't care who it is. They're going to get booed and the crowd's going to crap all over it. So it's Wyatt or we riot. So uh, beyond that, uh, let's see what else I had to say. One more note here. Oh, Logan Paul resigned with WWE. <sighs> I have mixed feelings about this. I mean, it's going to be his, it's going to be Logan Paul versus the Miz at SummerSlam. Uh, I don't think anyone really particularly cares that much. Only because the Miz is a heel, and if they're trying to make Logan Paul a babyface, good luck with that. Really, I wish you the best. Godspeed, because Logan Paul is going to get demolished by the crowd, who have no respect for him. 
and they also you know the in terms of uh well, respect i mean they respect him as more but they also don't like his character and it's gonna be very difficult to turn him babyface. so i think it's a, a heel versus a heel maybe wwe is going to say let the crowd react how they are this is a, a soft landing spot to get logan paul back in the eyes of fans he did sign a legitimate contract with wwe now what that means in terms of live events what that means in terms of uh, how often he's going to appear, the length of his contract. We don't know any of this, but the fact that he said he resigned tells you that it's probably multi-year and probably, I don't know, several matches per year, probably not house shows. I We'll have to see. I mean, we, we don't have the contract in front of us, but I'd speculate that it's multi-year. So get ready for Logan Paul. I, 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 I don't know how to feel about it yet. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him on a personal level. But that doesn't mean it can't translate into paying money to see him get his ass kicked, right? Isn't that the point? So maybe he's a perfect heel. He's a perfect heel in that way. So he's very easily, he's very easily unlikable. He's got a lot of those just innate qualities. You want to see somebody destroy him. So that could translate nice into dollar signs for WWE. So that is what I think about it. And guys, overall, again, money in the bank, lame ending, lame ending, with theory being injected into the match, <clears throat> um, but some excellent wrestling, excellent wrestling. And I'll end by saying if it's, if it's not, if it's not Wyatt, we riot. So <laughs> that said, I'm, I'm like very proud of myself, but uh, thank you guys for listening. This was a fun review. I'll be back tonight with uh, Anthony DeMarco covering the current state of WWE, likely going a little bit more in depth, bouncing things off of uh, a co-host about money in the bank. Certainly a lot to talk about there. Um, so you'll be able to not just hear me rant into the ether and just hear my own voice, but you get to hear responses and thoughts and opinions from somebody else. So that'll be coming later tonight for your current state of WWE. And then tomorrow's the Monday Night Raw review. Wednesday is your mailbag, and also I'll be recording the next episode of the WWE Slam, which you guys can find me on the DuPont Network every Saturday night at 8 o'clock. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Go VIP on our website, WWEpodcast.com, for all things ad-free, as well as WWE Podcast on Patreon. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, take care. I'll talk to you next time.